the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's challenging staying home. Your dog's thinking, yeah, that's why I chew furniture. Good thing you have Rick and Dan to keep you company. Sequestered miles away in their own homes here on Faith Talk Live. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. What a pleasure to talk with Chris Zaluski. Uh, he is uh, award-winning documentary uh, filmmaker and journalist and also a professor at uh, Wake Forest. Chris, how are you? I'm, I'm well. Thank you for having me. We'd love to talk to you about what I read this uh, when I got the information from the from publicist. I thought, wow, this is really, really cool. I want to talk to this guy to find out, first of all, how you found out about this mural that's in a, a church in, in Asheville. But before we get into that, it's a, a full-length documentary. It's called Theirs is the Kingdom, and it follows the painter Christopher Holt and his mural inside a small church in Asheville. And uh, the mural is of people battling homelessness, addiction, and mental illness. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, it's it's pretty amazing. So, Chris, how did you find out about the mural? Did somebody text you, send an email, what? Yeah, so I was living in Asheville at the time, and uh, it was actually the subject of a, a previous film that I had made. She worked at Haywood Street Congregation, which is a church um, on the outskirts of downtown Asheville. I had heard about this church, but I, I was not a member there. I, I hadn't gone there before. Um, and she was the director of communication at the church, uh, but her title is is the lead storyteller which kind of already gives you a glimpse into the, you know, the emphasis that this church puts on story and the power it puts on story. And so uh, she told me about it and I thought it, w- it sounded interesting. And so I went to hear the pastor, Reverend Brian Combs, uh, talk about the fresco. Um, there had been a little bit of a funding controversy, which is mentioned briefly in the film. And I, and he had had this public conversation about it. And even from the first five minutes of hearing him talk. I, I, I just knew that, you know, what he was saying was really important and powerful. And I just got sucked into the story really. And so uh, one thing led to another, I thought I would maybe film five or six times and, and make a little short for the church to use for fundraising. And I ended up following the story for three and a half years. So it, it really, wow. it really snowballed. Yeah. Wow. Talk about the process of filming it. Um, uh, and, and the interviews and everything that you did, uh, yeah. what, what, uh, what came out of that? What, how, how cool was it? I guess. Yeah, it was, it was a really cool process. I mean, it, so the, the first thing that really attracted me to it was that this, this artist, Christopher Holt, um, he, he creates uh, traditional fresco murals and those are really rare. I mean, we're talking, you know, the Sistine Chapel, the last supper by Da Vinci, mm-hmm. that style of traditional fresco mural. And so, off, you know, right from the start, I thought it was really cool just to follow an artistic process that really isn't practiced much anymore. Um, and then, uh, you know, add another layer to that is he's depicting uh, a, a mural that's not a traditional religious scene, but it's actually depicting folks in the Asheville community battling homelessness, addiction, mental illness. And so I, I met them as I started filming with Christopher, and I, I really 
was moved by their stories. I mean, a, a lot of them are heart wrenching. Um, a lot of them are hopeful and, and uh, stories of overcoming immense adversity. And so um, I really got sucked into that part of it, too. And so throughout the process, it was this balance of trying to strike a balance between showcasing the artistic process and showcasing the stories of the models themselves. And so, um, yeah, it ended up just being a really powerful process for me as a filmmaker. This was the, the third film I've worked on, but my first feature length. And it kind of changed how I um, how I, I approach films now. And so it was, it was a really it was a really great experience. Hmm. Uh, the the documentary is called There is uh, Theirs is the Kingdom, and we'll tell you in a little bit how you can uh, check out the documentary. How did you find out about Chris and what's his history? Is this something he's done before? Yeah, that, that, that's so that's something I did not know about. Um, so Western North Carolina has kind of a history of fresco murals, uh, and it started with artist Ben Long, uh, who who started painting frescoes back in the 70s. Um, in small churches, uh, in, in Western North Carolina, there's, um, there's about 10 of them. And so Christopher is, um, younger than Ben. Uh, he went to UNC Chapel Hill, uh, with an art, uh, got an art degree there. Um, and he found out about Ben when he came back to Western North Carolina, which, which is where he's from and started being an apprentice for Ben, uh, for years. I mean, he, he's been an apprentice for, um, you know, eight or nine different frescoes. This was his first as the principal artist, though. Um, and so it was kind of this cool history that you, you don't really know about that, that uh, um, you know, I was I was told during the production that there's been more frescoes painted in Western North Carolina in the last 30 years than anywhere in the world. It's wow. just a little group of people that are keeping this artistic tradition alive and and christopher is is uh you know the 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 most recent one but there there have been a number of folks and it kind of started with this this guy ben long uh in in the 70s and so uh, he has this little group of fresco followers it's really cool and so that's (laughs) that's how i discovered about christopher but i I didn't know any of that until i heard about the haywood street mural Hmm. now tell us about some of the folks uh that you talked to for the film uh i guess some of the homeless folks or who uh, the the people that the film are about tell us uh, about some of their stories that uh that really stood out to you sure sure well there's there's a, there's a lot there's probably about 30 people who are depicted in the actual fresco and obviously i couldn't i couldn't feature everybody in the film i, I speak to about 11 in the film and so um you know there are folks who maybe currently are on the streets uh, some who were on the streets but now have uh, housing, um, some who who have battled addiction and are now sober. Um, and so uh, there, there are a whole mix of stories, but um, a few that, that, that come to mind. One is um, one of my favorites. His name's Robert. He's the he's the lead gardener at Haywood Street. He um, he was uh, uh, addicted to, to meth for a number of years and he had been in and out of jail and uh, when he got out of jail, he went to Haywood Street to get a free meal. And uh, he ended up just becoming attached to the community there. And he's now the lead gardener. He's on the board of uh, directors. Hmm. And he 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 keeps the the whole uh, landscape uh, beautiful and brings in volunteer groups to, to help him out. And he just has a, a really um, a really cool personality, honestly. I mean, he's open about the struggles that he's been through. Um, but he also. Uh, 
he also um, has a really good outlook on life and and uh, on the people that they bring into Haywood Street. And so he's one, but I could go on. I mean, there's a number of them. I mean, the very first person you meet in the film is, is named Charlie Burns, and he's he's kind of a seminal figure around Haywood Street, and he's a seminal figure in the fresco itself. And he was a roofer for a number of years, and he talks about you know living in a dumpster and and um, and being homeless and. Um, and he just, you know, has, has this way about him where he, um, brings a lot of people into the church and he has for, for a long time. And so I don't know, there's, there's a lot to talk about there. I could go on, but there, all the stories kind of have a different place. Um, at least for me, but I, there's so many people that were part of Haywood street and part of the fresco that I kind of viewed it as what does this person's story represent? You know, does it represent other struggles that other people are going through? And and that was my goal was that, you know, they're telling their story, but hopefully others could kind of uh, empathize with what they're saying and kind of can see themselves through that story. Hmm. Chris Zaleski is uh, an award-winning documentary filmmaker and journalist and uh, also professor Wake Forest. We're talking about there's is the kingdom. He's the director of this documentary. I love documentaries. Uh, Doc, document you being someone that is a professional this is your gift this is your talent uh did this change you at all stretch you at all did, i mean you look at your back stuff and it was awesome but this one how did it influence you maybe for the future yeah that's a great question uh it influenced me in a couple ways um one from a film standpoint i'll talk about that first um a lot of these interviews were done so the artist christopher holt he would he he sketched all of the models from life uh, that was the first step in kind of the artistic process. It's a long, long process to to get ready for the fresco. And so he would be sketching these folks in a room, you know, for two, three, four hours. And I would go into that room and sit with my camera and I w- wouldn't have any questions planned. I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have an agenda. I would just let folks tell me their stories. And so for me, that's a little bit of a, a different way of working. I mean, usually I'm used to having a list of questions and, you know, what I want to try to get from this particular interview or this particular shoot. And that just wasn't the way it it worked with this film. And so it was a little bit of a slower filmmaking process. I mean, I would sit with folks for hours and just listen to their stories. And and that was, um, that was a really powerful experience for me, but it also taught me from a filmmaking standpoint, you know, sometimes the best thing to do is just let people talk and not try to guide a conversation, but just let them share their story. And so that's certainly one thing that I took away with it from a filmmaking standpoint, from a faith standpoint, you know, I was raised Catholic. I'm from Northeast Ohio. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest when I, when I graduated uh, high school and, and, uh, moved to the South, I went to Appalachian state. Um, I stopped going to church, stopped going to Catholic church. And, um, for a long time, I was kind of questioning my faith and trying to understand where I fit into this whole thing. And Haywood Street was was amazing to me because it really showed me a style of faith, uh, faith through action, that I um, I just didn't really connect those things growing up. And so, you know, for for me personally, it was something that I thought was transformational to make this film because it it kind of gave me a new a new uh, view on on religion and faith, and I respect what Haywood Street is doing immensely. And so, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, I'd like to think that I'm in this field field of documentary because it does affect me personally. Every project that I make, um, that was probably the biggest way that this project particular uh, this particular project influenced me. 
So, Chris, tell us uh, how can folks see the film? I know you've got a, a big worldwide availability coming on streaming uh, April 19th, but how can folks see the film? Sure. So it's going to air on the World Channel on Easter at 1230 Eastern Time, 930 Pacific. Um, it's it's going to air uh, to probably 75 percent of households um, uh, broadcast on Easter uh, Sunday, which is great. Um, it's available now actually on PBS.org for free until May 1st. So folks can go there and watch it. And then um, starting on the 19th, it'll be available on iTunes, on Google Play, um, and on a number of different streaming services. And so uh, it's, it's, it's going to be available uh, uh, when you look for it. <laughs> Very cool. Love that. Chris, appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing. Would love to talk to you again. And also what's coming up for you later on. We're running out of time. We've got to take a break. Theirs is the Kingdom Film. Check it out. Dot com. Theirs is the Kingdom Film dot com. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 